Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Travel Safely with Brian Mulligan. Travel Safely is presented by Applied Information, creator of the Travel Safely smartphone app. Welcome, to everyone, to Travel Safely. I'm your host, Brian Mulligan. We're coming to you from the Subaru Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, Georgia. We're sponsored by Applied Information, a technology company here in Gwinnett, focused on using technology to save lives, improve traffic, drive commerce, and help the environment. In the show, we talk about transportation, technology, and entrepreneurship. And as part about talking about transportation, we've come to realize that we in the transportation business, we kill about 40,000 people a year on the roads and we injure millions. We're just used to it. But something has to be done. The governments, whether it be city, local, or state, or federal, run the transportation network. And so we all look at the government, hopefully, to see whether they can help solve this and other transportation problems. But this approach doesn't seem to be working that well. So it's time for a new partnership to solve this problem between the private sector, innovation, technology, and new ways of looking at things. And that's what we do here at uh, Travel Safely. Uh, we look at different ways of, of helping um, these problems. And today's guest is Lauren Winborn. She's founder, owner, starter, patron of Steer Smart, who's a, a charity which is doing something about this, this problem and doing something about safety. So, so welcome, Lauren. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. So the topic of the day is that we're going to talk about in, in this time we have together is how do we help the most vulnerable of the drivers that are uh, that are out out on the roads? And this is the mission of Steer Smart, as I understand it, is to uh, to help these young drivers survive their first couple of years of driving. So thanks for jo- joining me on the show. And our listeners might not have heard of SteerSmart. So, so, so tell me about it. Well, it's a 501c3. and um, it's, what, what, what does a 501c3 mean? It's a nonprofit. It's a registered nonprofit. Charity, so, right? Mm-hmm. So we're sort of a starving nonprofit. And um, we have an educational initiative that's centered around driving. And it's not just for new drivers at all. We're in three colleges. And we have a program that is unique to anything in the country. Um, we walk through case studies and everything is very fast paced because students in high school and college are fast paced and uh, their attention spans are probably a little bit um, shorter than they used to be. So we've kind of carved out something that's really directed and pertinent to high school and college students. Uh, we, we start out with comparing a few numbers with uh, addiction and mental illness cancer, diabetes, and we talk about how everybody will be directly or indirectly affected by some of these things. Every audience, if I have 500 people in front of me, 10 or 15% of those people will be affected by addiction, mental illness, cancer. But 100% of every audience we talk to, 100% of every audience we talk to will either drive or ride a car, probably that afternoon or that night. So this is important for everyone. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's such an important topic, 
And, and I'm just going to put in simple terms some of the things that you said. So the 503C Corporation means that the charitable contributions that you receive mm-hmm. are tax deductible. They're tax deductible, yeah. For the, for the people making the contribution. Mm-hmm. And that's an important point, folks. So when you, when you contribute to, to Lauren's charity, you can have Uncle Sam help pay for that. So that's an, that's an important point. Mm-hmm. Our but, program is also free. Right. So, so that, that's why, yeah. how you depend on, mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on charitable contributions. Mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. need some funding to, to pay your costs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you don't charge your end user customers. You, yeah. You're providing that as a service. And, and, that, and that's the powerful thing that you do. And, and, the, and the number of times that I met you, Lauren, what, what my takeaway each time is your energy. I mean, you've just got fantastic positive energy that you're putting into SteerSmart to try and save essentially young people's lives. And, and, and I give you props for that. So that's, that's a strong statement coming from you because you're not <laughs> lacking energy. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that and run with it. Yeah. Right. Where, where, does that, where does that passion come from? T- tell me the Lauren story. How, how, did you, how did you get to this point in your life? Well, it, it sort of just happened and through, as you would know, anything you start is um, a lot of grit and hard work and um, that continues. But uh, we had six, my husband and I had six children in seven years and um, it's not a blended family. There are no twins. We are Catholic <laughs> and my husband's a banker. Those are always the following questions. So I'll just be preemptive and answer those. But Well, good, um, good, good for you. I mean, what, 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 a, what a story. So I probably shouldn't mention religion on the radio, but. Anyway, that's no, okay. You know, really, all good. Don't all hold good. it against me. No, uh, anyway, so when my oldest child started to drive, I was um, filled with trepidation. And I had known over a dozen people who had been killed in, in college or high school in car crashes. And the people that I had known who had been killed were not all delinquents and, you know, drunk at two o'clock in the morning. And I think that's probably the biggest misconception of most parents. They think, oh, because and, and in, in, in the defense of that misconception, uh, those nefarious and sensational crashes make the headlines. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't read about um, an all-American 19-year-old boy who reaches down for a Coke and goes off the road and is killed. You don't read about, you know, two sisters who are driving to school and they hide a plane and were killed. You, you don't, you know, those aren't sensational crashes. So everybody thinks it's, you know, drunk driving and delinquent kids and it's really far from that. And so uh, how many years have you been doing this? I mean, is this, is this passion still, still well, with you to you know pursue what? this, this it, mission? It, what an hour-long program entails... Um, uh, I walk through the anatomy of crashes, Steer Smart does, we do. And so uh, we've really got students talking to students and families talking to families. I'm sort of the guy in between. I've never had a program that I haven't um, gotten choked up. And I think when I, when I can go through a program and not be disturbed by it, I'll stop doing this. But um, it's, it's very disturbing. Uh, how, how, many, how many years have you been? About seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. And so. I think and I think the hard part, one of the hard parts about what you do, and it's, it's the same about what we do, is we don't, you, you can measure the number of crashes that you have, and you can measure the number of people that get killed, mm-hmm. but you can't remember, really measure the number of lives that you've saved. And yeah. so, so props to you for, for having this enthusiasm and, and, t- and taking the feedback that you can in the in the lives of these young folks who 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 clearly benefit from from what you do well what you do what your app does is is critical and 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 talk about preemptive 
I mean, if we could have your app everywhere, all over every city, then my God, we would say, yeah. The, the ideal scenario is not to have a steer smart, right? Right. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what we want. Um, and what you do is sort of getting us there a little faster, hopefully. Well, well let, let, let's talk about that a little bit because I'm a big believer in collaboration. And one of the things that we've, we've figured out is that in the past, historically, we've all just looked at the government to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to solve this problem? And now you get two organizations, at least, yours and ours, who out of the private sector looking to make a difference. And so uh, one of the things that um, maybe we'll touch on later in the in the show is what we might be able to do and who we'd want to collaborate with that we can use this this vehicle of this radio show to get out there and say we need the following partners. Let's let's touch on that uh in, in a little bit. I want to touch on 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 something to do with I'm a data guy, as, every, as everybody knows, and uh, the numbers are important to me. And so uh, it gives me a view about things. And I know that you guys work with universities and colleges, and, and you've got some big-name colleges um, that your program is active in. But, but this, the, I worked out these numbers, that in the United States, a person drive, dies every 88 million miles of, of driving. That sounds like a very infrequent occurrence. So hardly anybody dies while driving because it's only one in every 88 million miles. Mm. But let's say a young driver drives 10,000 miles a year. That's a very typical amount of driving that a young driver would do in a year. Let's say a big university has 20,000 students. There are, lot, there are a number of those universities yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that have that number of students. So on average, two and a quarter students at each of those universities are going to die each year on the roads. I mean, if I contrast that to a terrorism attack, there was going to be a terrorism attack at that university that killed two or three people every year. We'd be, have all kinds of response from the university. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah. because it's driving and we're so numb to it. The statistics are the same as they were when I was driving. Yeah. And so... What can we do to bring it to people's attention like these universities? Why isn't your, your program mandatory? It's a great question. You know, yeah, I mean, be, yeah. I, I suppose uh, you, what you're going to do is turn around to me and say, well, why did you ask the university that? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have the Dean of Students at the University of Alabama and the Dean of Students at Georgia Tech. Um, both of those men are all over this and, and they get it and they are not filled with inertia. They know that, you know, the calls that they are most likely to get on spring breaks and over the summer is that they've lost a student in a car crash. We're going back to the University of Georgia. We were, um, we had a program for the men's golf team fairly recently. Um, and so, I, I, you know, every audience we get to, we hope it will, you know, multiply and, and we hope these, you know, we have leaders like at the University of Alabama and University of Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech um, and Georgia. We hope they, um, they increase our awareness and, and everyone's awareness and, and it can multiply. But it's, not, it's, it's hard and it's hard to be measured, as you said. And it's a boring topic. If I start talking to someone on an airplane about what I do, I can see the second I say, oh, well, I started a driving program and I'm a mother and they just automatically start snoring. Yeah, well, that's that, that's a good point. So I suppose it uh, moves me to say to, to all you parents out there who are listening or listen to this 
to this podcast and program. This is the time to get hold of your school and your university and hold them accountable. Yeah. Because sure, it's 20,000 students in the, in, in the university, but it might be your child who's involved and it behooves you to, to, to get hold of them and say, what are you doing about driver safety? And you, you, you heard about this organization called Steer Smart, and why don't you have them in, involved? And, uh, and likewise, we'll touch on travel safely and, and, and how that can contribute and con- collaboration and so forth. So, so guys, get, yeah, yeah. Can I add something? I mean, since we're free, um, it obviously makes it easier for schools or organizations to have us, but it also really enables flexibility on the organization's part. So if we're free, we can have multiple programs throughout the day instead of scheduling a major assembly, which is really hard for high schools. It's a Herculean task to, to schedule an assembly. Um, so South Georgia, not too long ago, I had six programs in one day. In Tampa, we had seven in one day, you know, back to back to back. I, I mean, we'll go to anybody and, and we can make it work. And typically the driving programs all over the country um, are, are dated, A, and if they're not dated, they're one-dimensional. It's all don't drink and drive or don't text and drive. And, and that, that is something that sets Steer Smart apart. But as an example, when I first started doing this, I created a 19-minute um, a video. It was a Hallmark video. It was, it was incredibly successful, and that was a lot of years ago. And I retired that video a lot of years ago. If I showed a 19-minute video today to high school and college students, they'd fall asleep. Right. And I collaborated with a nonprofit that's out in Colorado and primarily out west. And we agreed that if I used any of their material, whether it was five seconds or, you know, one hour, that they could use it. And as I said, I retired that video probably six years ago, um, maybe a little bit less, and they're still using it. <laughs> right. So updating is important. Yeah. And, and knowing and, and your audience. What, what, what you're talking about is what we call low friction delivery. And what that means oh my is. Gosh, it's a great expression. <laughs> low friction delivery is putting your program into the schools in the way that schools can absorb it in the time they need, the time slots they need, and in the attention span that young minds can mm-hmm, absorb it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. so I, I really like that. You're listening to Travel Safety with Brian Mulligan, talking about transportation, technology, and entrepreneurship. We're coming to you from the Subaru Business Radio X studio in Gwinnett, Georgia, and the show is sponsored by Applied Information. So Applied Information is focusing on saving lives through technology. Smart is focused on saving lives through education. Why are we finding it so hard? Well, I think, I think some of it's inertia. And also, honestly... You always hear, oh, well, high school and college students and, and the brains of teenagers, uh, it won't happen to them. They're invincible. I think parents feel the same way. I have so many parents say to me, I was telling Mike before the show, I said, you know, I have so many parents say to me, oh, Lauren, I heard you, I heard you had this great driving program, but my child makes straight A's. Oh, okay. There you go. And oh, I heard you had this great driving program, but my child doesn't drink. Oh, but you know, we're good Christians. I'm like, what? This is an equal opportunity killer doesn't matter what your dad does or what your grades are. And, and another thing that sets this program apart is I don't sit there and, and we don't sit there and lecture to kids and, and wag fingers the whole time and say, you know, how do you know how I drive? How do you know that man is going to stop at the, at the intersection? How do you, you know, intersections are so critical as you obviously know, and you're, <laughs> you're doing something about that. And like I said, you know, you know, ideally we would not have steer smart. And I think you're your company is sort of on the way to, to making that happen, I hope. 
Yeah. All right. Well, after the break, we're going to talk about the promise of autonomous vehicles and uh, connected vehicles and distracted by cell phones and various other things. Yeah. yeah. So uh, on that note, let's uh, hear 30 seconds with Sarah. This is your transportation news in 30 seconds or less with Sarah. According to the San Francisco Chronicle, Waymo has applied for driverless vehicle permits in California. Waymo, a Google division, has put in over 5 million miles of driving autonomously with a backup driver behind the wheel. Under the new permit, Waymo could use vehicles that have no controls at all in the front seat. Look out for these new vehicles on California streets sometime of April of this year. Back to you, Brian. Thanks, Sarah. In case you're just joining us, this is Travel Safety with Brian Mulligan. How to save lives, improve traffic, drive commerce, and help the environment with our guest, Lauren Winborn from Steer Smart. So what about autonomous vehicles? You think, that, you think they, they're going to make a difference? Yeah. I mean, how could they not? I mean, I'm, I'm a proponent. I, I worry about truck drivers and, and jobs. You know, I, I, I think we're, we're headed there much more quickly than, than people realize. And I think you've probably got to grapple with the moral dilemmas of if a mother is trolling a baby and you've got someone coming head on, you know. Yeah, that's, there, you, you raised two interesting points there, which I'm going to have my little go at, at, at rebutting or, or dividing in half. Let's separate the business of autonomous vehicles from driverless vehicles. Oh. That's going to be two different things, and they're all lumped together in the popular press. You threw me a trick question. Thank you. Well, a little, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. But autonomous vehicles, and particularly autonomous dri- truck driving, is when the truck driver and the technology drive together to make a fundamentally safer truck. Okay, so truckers still have their jobs. So truckers still have that's their jobs. That's what I love yeah, truckers, yeah. yeah. The business of a driverless truck, that's much, much further away. And so let's separate those two things. What's immediately okay, yeah, in, yeah. in front of us is the promise of, of autonomous trucking, keeping between the lanes, applying the brakes in times, not sure. getting distracted. Sure. And then we can worry about what to do about the truck driving uh, industry jobs, <laughs> industry in 10 years. Yeah. And that's much okay. like the okay. horse and buggy sure. b- yeah. business yeah. Where, where there's a transition uh, period from, from one to the other. And so um, likewise with the moral dilemma. And what that is, is in fact, it's, it comes to us out of a standard um, psychology or philosophy question, which has been posed to philosophy students over the years. And, what the, and that question goes like this. If you're standing at a switch point in a train track and you can switch the train to go left or right and there's a train barreling down the tracks and you can switch it to be left or right, on the left-hand side is one person working on the tracks and on the right-hand side, there are 10 people working on the tracks. Which way would you switch right. the tracks? Right. So everybody says, well, I'd switch it to the left. Well, it depends on if the parent is the child on the left. Yeah, but it's your child on the left. And so th- that's... So actually, gosh, you just answer, yeah, it makes more sense to have a computer make that decision, actually, because... And, and the interesting uh, answer, though, I'm, I'm, in, the, in, in the first instance, is that we can worry about that question... 50 years from right. now, because what we do at the moment 
is that if the car just breaks, if the train in that example just breaks, then we save 99.9%. Sure. I mean, people yeah. only die yeah. in a car accident for one reason, is the car comes to a sudden unexpected stop, hits something. And we can make enormous program just progress just by not, not hitting the thing. So all of sure. these questions have to be answered, but those are all at some, some stage in the future. So given that, that we're both in the private sector and, and you're on the, um, the charity side and I'm on the entrepreneurship and technology side, what about the third leg of, leg of the stool, which is the government? So what are we going to do about the government helping or, 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 or us collaborating more closely? What about educators? What about passing laws to support what you do and what we do? Does that have a role? And by the way, that isn't a trick question. That's another trick question. I'm not liking know, this right now. I don't actually know what the answer um, is. Well, I, I will tell you, it's um, one of the reasons we, my goal was to make this a free program. One of the reasons uh, was because it was, we were primarily in private schools and that bothered me. Uh, but now that we're free, you would say, oh, well, that, that should be easy to get in private school, public schools. And it takes an act of Congress. The bureaucracy is, is very, very muddied and, and it's very hard. Um, it's hard to get into any schools because this is not the hot topic of the day. I mean, we've, we know what the statistics are. We know what the headlines are with, with fatalities going up two thirds and Georgia alone. The South has the weakest laws in the country. And guess what? The highest fatality rate. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that because I, the bureaucracy aspect of it is, is, has been really frustrating for me. Everybody always says, I've never seen such a strong program. I'm an adult and I didn't want to go to the program. And I, I was just blown away at how strong it was. You should be a lobbyist. You should have this in every school in the, in the state. It should be all over. And well, that's great. I have a full plate. I mean, someone else needs to help me do that. But, and that's you, by the way. You can, you, you, and your energy, oh, right. your go. energy, that you can do that tomorrow, probably. No, it's just hard. In between, We're... like in an hour, you could probably master that. Well, no, but it's but but you raise a really interesting point that you said that in in the um, in the South, where our laws are weakest, is um, our laws are weakest and our fatalities are highest. That's actually a great point because that's supported by other data. Uh, it seems like we as humans, we live in this bubble mm. and we're invincible and we don't, we get used to danger. And a case in point was NHTSA, which uh, regulates motor cars. And in the 50s and the 60s, uh, motor cars um, had steering columns that in an accident used to go straight through your chest and kill you. It was, a, it was just a thing. Seatbelts were optional, and they were um, part of a safety package that was sold with motor cars that nobody ever bought. So it actually took regulation. And I'm a private sector guy. I don't like regulation. I mean, I'm, yeah. a, I'm an entrepreneur that, 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 that generally opposed to it. But it seems as if this area of safety, there's a role for the government to collaborate with us in the private sector, you sure. on, on, on the nonprofit side, me on the technology side. And so, yeah, that's a takeaway for us to figure out together how are we going to engage the government in doing this? 
let, let me, we, we've touched on steer, steer smart a number of times. How, how can a corporation get involved? What, what, what do we do to, to work with you? What, do, what are your needs? We're a starving nonprofit. So um, $5 helps us, you know, $50, $500. I mean, we, we of course, need money. Um, Is there an email address or a process, a sign-up to... to... Steersmart.org. Steersmart.org. Yeah. Go and there honestly, and donate. Yeah, That's... yeah sure. And, and honestly... Instead of hearing me talk about how great the program is, I'm obviously biased and you've seen enough of it to know that it's legit. Oh, yeah. Um, if you go to the website on the homepage, and I was telling Mike this before, there's a clip and that clip has high school and college students, uh, private and public school kids, and again, both high school and college, D1 athletes talking about how they don't need a driving program. And that's how they are before. And then they have the driving program. And afterwards, they're like, this is, this was really good. I, I was locked and loaded the whole time. It was different. It wasn't somebody sitting there saying, don't track, text and drive, don't drink and drive. And of course, we cover that. But it's just so much more expansive. So corporations, sorry. You know, a, a typical frustration of mine, as I was talking to Mike before the show, and he said he had an 18-year-old. And I could tell in his face, mm, okay, 18-year-old, yep, she's going to tell me about driving. And he talks about how great his son is at driving. And I'm sure he is, but that's another aspect of the program. We don't just focus on the student. We say, you know, how do you know what everyone else is doing on the road? So um, there's a different awareness and a different take. We don't put it all, we, you know, I, we have just as many passengers in the program who've been killed as we do drivers. I thought that was a great um, thing about your program, the way you touch on the behaviors really, yeah. that lead to, to, to people getting hurt and killed. And the key behavior is getting into mm. the car as a passenger yeah, yeah. And, and getting into dangerous situations at late at night where you don't know the status of the driver. You're in a hurry. Yeah, and, uh, or yeah, what whatever. else is on yeah, the road. I, I down, thought your yeah. program was absolutely fantastic in that, that regard. And so, 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 so to summarize, so what you're going to look at is you need, Two things. You need corporations and you need financing on the donation side and you need access. Yeah, I, to didn't, I, I didn't answer your yeah. question. I'm sorry, but I, I was fixated on yeah. Mike for the <laughs> yeah. 10th time I'm saying his name. Yeah. But, um, but it's such a typical, it's just a textbook answer. So he has a boy in high school and we have a senior program. Our senior program is pretty much identical to the college program. We talk about road trips, falling asleep at the wheel, trucking. Again, heavy focus on passenger, who are you, passenger, being a passenger. But all these corporations have kids. They have kids in high schools and college. And so they can call their child's high school or college and say, look, we've got this incredible program. It's free. I want it. We need it. Our, my seniors need it. My 10th graders need it. My 11th grade, you know. And so really parents... Um, Parents can push this and get it in. And um, it's not just a typical driving program, a typical driving educational initiative. It's not just Al Gore. It's not just preaching. It's very strong. Yeah, that's a great takeaway for the parents out there. Get a hold of steersmart.org and, and yeah. get Lauren into your, into your schools yeah. and, and We do whatever we can to work around calendars and get into, um, get into any, on anyone's calendar. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for listening to Travel Safety, brought to you by Applied Information, the show about transportation, technology, and entrepreneurship, uh, and solving the problems with the government, private sector, innovation, and technology combining in a new way of looking at things. Thanks so much, Lauren, for joining us. Oh, thank oh, you so much. Yeah, no, that was, that was great. Thanks so much. And until next time, this is Brian Mulligan signing off from Business Radio X. 
Thank and you. Tra- and travel safely. 